Welcome to Gracefully Growing Together. We are your hosts, Christian and Samantha, and we are so excited to have you with us while we journey through this thing we call marriage. We are a Christ-centered relationship podcast. We have seen some things, heard some things, and are still growing through some things. So kick back, grab your favorite cup of coffee, and join us for some real talk while we gracefully grow together. Okay, so today we are going to get into setting boundaries with your family. Ooh. Because that's important for a healthy marriage. I would hope so, yeah. (laughs) It's important to have boundaries with those outside of your marriage to keep your marriage, I think, healthy. Yeah, I mean, it's like we get to go back to being a toddler. No. (laughs) No. It's fine. Which is hard for people if they never have been given the opportunity to set boundaries before oh i know that's a whole nother episode allowing your children to set boundaries yeah and honoring those boundaries as a parent when within, they're kids within, within reason well yeah well for an example like eliza and her buttons for yeah. those who don't know eliza doesn't like buttons she's our four-year-old and if you try to hug her with buttons she's going to tell you no yeah but uh we'll get to that on another <laughs> one but we honor that yeah we, we let that's her thing we don't hug her like if i have a dress shirt on I don't hug it. I'll ask, can I get a side hug? Sometimes it's a yes. Sometimes it's a no. And we don't manipulate. Yeah, I don't make her feel guilty. Anyways, (laughs) but yeah, whole other thing. Okay, so, but we wanted to cover this because we, our focus is on having healthy marriages. And when you let certain relationships outside of your marriage, you know, come in and they're, it's just without boundaries. It can kind of affect your marriage. Oh, I mean, kind of. It will, <laughs> like, there's no kind of. It will majorly affect your marriage. Yeah. Like, I think of the show Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, my gosh. The the mother-in-law. Oh, uh, well, both, right? Mom. Like, yeah. nah, bro. Like, nah. That's a hard no. It's funny because it's a sitcom and they're caricatures, but mm-hmm. we all know those family members, and we may be those family members. Sometimes. Who will just <laughs> cross the boundaries without an apology. Mm-hmm. Or without even realizing we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... We want to talk about uh, the first thing you should do in setting healthy boundaries is have a discussion with your spouse. You know, for sure. Set them with your spouse and discuss amongst each other what's a non-negotiable and then what's something you're flexible on. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, a non-negotiable meaning this is my boundary. It will not change. This is not okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, a non-negotiable for us is I would never let anyone of my family members cuss at Sam in front of me. Mm-hmm. And, I'm like, if you cuss at her, call her a bad word in front of me, like, we're we're walking, we're leaving. Like, and it won't happen again, I guarantee you that. And, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. But, but that's a non-negotiable boundary. At no point is it okay to call my wife a cuss word in front of me. Yeah. Like, I'm not down for that. That's my non-negotiable. Like, I'm not okay with that. You will not insult my spouse in front of me. Not without getting an earful from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, there's a, there's a flexible boundary. There's these things where it's like, I don't like it when it happens often, but I'm willing to deal with it. Or I'm willing to flex. Yeah, it's something we can work around. Yeah, like, um, i trying to think. Like, I think of, you know... With certain family members, when they talk to our kids, I'm like, there's, there, I, sometimes I don't like the way they talk to them, mm-hmm. I guess. Or they, or here's a, here's a perfect one. 
I'm not about to step on toes. I'm not the biggest fan of baby speech. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not going to go up to my one-year-old and go, goo goo gaga. Oh, you want some wah-wah? You want some... No, it's water. <laughs> like, they, they're... Like, you're going to teach my kid to say wah-wah. No, they need to learn to say the word water. But I am willing to flex on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to be, hey, don't talk to my kid that way. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. But it's anno- it's one of those things where it annoys me. Sam and I do not do that with our children. No. We use real words. We call things for what they are. Yeah. But we, but at the same time, that's flexible for me. If Sam's, one of Sam's family members or my family member, if they come over and they go, hey, like, oh, look at the wubby wubby. Like, I'm like, <laughs> on the inside, I am cringing. On the outside, I'm smiling and like, oh, they're at least, you know, loving on my kid. So I'm <laughs> Which, gonna, yeah. That's a silly example, but it's true. It's still yeah. one of those things that it's like, how do I, how should I go about this? Because, you know, you don't want to immediately like attack someone. Hey, don't talk to my kid that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but another example I think would be, and this hasn't really applied to us too much uh, because we've always lived away from immediate family like well yeah you know we've lived away from at least an hour away from the closest family member since for the most part yeah for the most part yeah there were seasons where we lived with family and that's a whole other thing setting boundaries when you're living with family but um unannounced drop-ins right especially in the first year of marriage (laughs) all right look i'll say it because sam's too shy to say it we are exploring each other's bodies (laughs) during that first year we don't need any unannounced drop-ins. Please send a text or call. <laughs> if not, I will. I'll answer the door in a way that will make you blush. Oh my! That's gosh. all. I'm, I'll leave that alone. Oh my! <laughs> Sam's blushing right now. Like, oh, I hope my dad doesn't <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> love you, Jimmy. <laughs> but really, though, like, I think it is important to set boundaries with people. So, especially parents. Oh yeah, like in a realistic one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, that one was realistic, but and like a more common one is you have a newborn. Yeah. Don't show up to my door and bang on my door, or ring my doorbell mm-hmm. after. Can you like you know the frustration? I have. I spent are, so much yeah. time to get this child to sleep, and you, you just woke him up. Or I remember one time taking uh, Victoria. She was in. She was a. Uh, newborn or within the first six months for sure and I dropped by my grandma's house Mm -hmm. and I didn't wake her up to let my grandma hold her and I remember telling my mom this later my mom was like why didn't you you should have let her hold her and I was like but she was sleeping like but you know like that expectation almost of like you're gonna we are the inconvenient yeah yeah I'm not gonna do that so that was kind of a I mean I was respectful to my mom but I was just like no but that's a thing that Maybe not everyone agrees on, but if if my child is sleeping and sleep is important, I'm not I'm not going to yeah. wake my baby up. <laughs> and I would say that's more of a cultural, mm-hmm. not biblical boundary. Yes. And so, when you talk to your partner and you guys uh, are having a hard time coming to a decision, what's a non-negotiable and what's okay? For example, the unannounced drop-ins. If you're from a Latin American culture, you live in a small town or in a city. They're going to, more than likely, it's going to happen. Yes. And you just, and that's not unbiblical. No, and it might be okay for you guys. Yeah. But if it is an issue with one of you, then you, then that you is, should discuss it. And you and you both need to get on the same page. Mm-hmm. Right? A house divided against each other won't stand. Like, period. Yeah. 
And so you both need to come talk it out. If you get frustrated with each other, bookmark the conversation, walk, do what you need to do to cool down, and then come back and have the conversation again until you can come to a conclusion. Yes. And then pray. Yep. Definitely pray. Ask the Holy Spirit. If I'm wrong, Lord, correct my heart. Or if it's really not that big of a deal and that's okay. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, just pray. Because you're, cause you're in a marriage, you're putting two completely separate individuals together. So each person has their own, I was raised this way. I have this, you know, these are my preferences. Like, you yeah. have both of those. Sometimes they clash a little and you have to work around them to, you know, compromise and... Yeah, no, for sure. And then, um, like, I think of one thing that we do that really helps is we talk to our own parents. Yes, I was going to say that too because that also protects your family. Yeah. Well, like, for an example, if my my parents love me, mm-hmm. they're going to love me whether I make them mad or not. Yeah. I've made them mad plenty of times in the past. <laughs> like, it does, like, making them mad now, I love them. They, I know that they'll forgive me. But if you say something that makes them mad, or if you say something that offends my brother, they're going to stay mad at you for a minute. Yeah. Like, they're going to, it might be years later. Oh, I can't believe it. She thinks she's better. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And we, I think I've actually seen that sometimes in different families Mm -hmm. where they have this thing against an in-law, like daughter-in-law or son-in-law, brother-in-law or sister-in-law for something that was like five years old. Yeah. And they just hold it against them. It's like, bro, like it's not that big of a deal Mm -hmm. like that was five years ago you haven't talked to them in five years you know because of that yeah because they told you they told your kid to not run in their house (laughs) yeah so just just to kind of explain exactly what that looks like that means like if one of my family members as has said or something happened Mm -hmm. you know i have that conversation with them yeah and and address the issue and that way it leaves you out of it and there's no it doesn't leave you out of it but you're not the one initiating that conversation so your tone of voice isn't the one being you know dissected and and yeah pointed at how he said it like this you know it just protects their relationships i think with your with your biological family and your spouse i would say also your role as a husband as a husband my role is to be that firm backbone mm-hmm when it comes there so for when it comes to that so i know i won't say me but some people may be quick to let words leave their lips right (laughs) and they may be quick to say something and then be like you know what i shouldn't have said that but the words already flew he's talking about me no i'm talking about you (laughs) but i'm saying that because if sam correct is is as if my wife is correcting or setting a boundary with someone and if they give her pushback, it's my role as a husband, as a covering of my home to, to one, support her, and two, to step in if I need to. Yeah. And say, hey, look, that's not just a her decision. That's a family decision. This is something we've made together. It's a non-negotiable. Whether you like it or not, I won't even apologize for it. Like, it's that's what it is. If you don't like it, too bad. And um, I feel like husbands have the especially as men we have like a just the grace from god like the way we were wired to just step in and say hey that's it like yeah. enough's enough like this isn't going on anymore yeah. and i'll just say this men you have permission be a man 
step up and do what you need to do as a man, handle your business, but do it in a way that walks in love and honor and integrity. Don't be a jerk just so you can be a jerk because you get off on a power trip. Yes. Another thing I would say too is when you're setting boundaries, you don't really realize this until you're married. Set a holiday schedule. Yes. Set boundaries on how much like your your family visit time. Like I'm mar- I'm an extrovert. I'll sit there and talk all day. <laughs> My wife is shaking her head like, "Oh, I know." Like, "No, no, no." Like I will go to a family cookout and we're, we're and so I've told Sam, "Hey, yeah, we're probably going to get there around 4." Uh, but she's like, it starts at 12. I'm like, I know, but we're going to get there at 4. Because that's when everyone will start getting there. And then um, we'll probably leave around 7. Well, 6.30 hits and, uh, you know, someone tells me, hey, there's a boxing match on. Yeah. Oh, oh we're going to Oh, yeah, no, we're going to stay. We're going to stay. It's like 11.30 at night. I just watched, like, one of the best fights I've ever seen. I look at Sam and she is miserable. <laughs> and the whole ride home, I'm like, yeah, no, that was so good. She's just like, we should have left a long time ago. And she's in fumes. <laughs> Anyways, I made a decision without consulting her, but again, it's because we never discussed that before. In my in my culture, yeah, it was perfectly normal to say, "Hey, we're gonna go to a party from twelve to four and stay there till midnight." because yeah. we get caught up hanging out with friends and family. That's not my culture. Please explain like, your culture. My culture is if the event starts at twelve, you're there at eleven thirty. You well, uh, no, maybe my you're mom there. was always late, but <laughs> yes, you're there by at least eleven forty-five or somewhere between eleven forty-five and twelve. The event is probably over by two. I remember the first time I ever went to a baby shower for a Hispanic friend of mine. No one prepared <laughs> me for this, and I. <laughs> <laughs> and I showed Margarita up machine. on time. I showed up on time, but there were people that like there weren't many people there at first. And like an hour later people were arriving. And yeah. then at 2 hours past the the time it was supposed to start, they were just now getting around to like the games or presents or something and I was like I have to go. Like I only planned in my mind to be at this event max 2 hours. And at that time that's when people like there were still people arriving two hours after it started and it was going to be a four to five hour long baby shower and I was not prepared for that because for us it was our events were over in two hours most of the time so it's a huge cultural difference a huge shift and I think I forgot that when we first got married yeah and I just forgot like how different that was but that would affect everything we would do on your side of the family oh, no, not just sure. like one event like that would be every event well like we know for an example with little kids christmas eve mexican christmas don't start till midnight <laughs> it really does when you were little maybe but when no 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 but all my uncles got married to some to a, to, to non-latinos or latinas <laughs> right they're married these amazing women who said hey uh, we're not staying here till midnight. We're staying here till like nine. Yeah, so at nine. So our first Christmas together, I remember him telling me, oh, we don't open gifts until midnight. And I was like, what? But then we went yeah. and we they were opening gifts around nine. So I was like, okay, I can do this. So it makes sense because they've, they kind of. Yeah, <laughs> they balanced each other out. So that was good. That was helpful for <laughs> it's me. It's like your feels are too drunk at midnight to do anything. <laughs> we need to get this done with now. But uh, yeah, holidays. So also understanding that you know what are your person what are your uh, i guess boundaries like non-negotiables can, flexibilities like well yeah well because if you're depending on where you live in relation to your families mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to you may not be able to visit both your family and his family 
for the same holiday on the Absolutely. same day. Yeah. And you have to understand what is within, like, what's logical to be asked of you. You know what I mean? Because both families are going to want you to be and there. They're, and you're going to get both families. Someone from there is going to try to guilt trip you. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to try to add you, nah, nah, come on, man. Or to step out and really just put yourself out. Like, you can do both or whatever it is. And you just have to stand firm. Hey, look, I love you. Yeah. But no. Yeah, they, they, this doesn't work to do both. Or you're your own family. Like, hey, like. I know we live in the same city, but we're having Christmas just us. If you want to come to our house, you can, but we're having it here. Well, like this year for Thanksgiving, yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're gonna have we're gonna have thanks a Thanksgiving meal here, mm-hmm. um, and like my dad's invited, my brother and his wife are invited. Yeah. But like now, whether they can make it or not, you know. But I'm still I'm not gonna be able to drive, so this is what's yeah. happening, and that's okay. Because every year it might look different, right? It, it has looked different every year, mm-hmm. especially when you start involving kids. Yeah. And ba- and let me go ahead and say this. Uh, boundaries might change when you, one, due to conviction, as you like get closer to God, your boundaries begin to shift a bit. Um, I used to be okay with you know listening to certain music. Now I'm not. I used to be okay with being around a bunch of drunk people. It bothers me now. Like I don't want to see you just... I don't want to see a bunch of 40-year-olds acting like they're 12 or 13. Yeah. You know, while they're drunk. And then the more they drink, the younger they get. So now they're like five or six and they're crying over dumb things. Like, Maria, why did you leave me? I'm like, because you've been an alcoholic for 20 years. But you know what? We're going to let that one slide. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't have any uncles who married a Maria. (laughs) That's just an example. That's just an example. But no, um, it changes. Like, we go to quinceaneras. I have a sister who's... I went to my sister quinceanera. Now we have another. My other sister. She's turning 15. She's having a quince. Where I'm going to be gone by 8.30 or 9. Yeah. Like, uh, let me go ahead and say this. If my kids are with me, I'm out early. Yeah. The second someone shows a sign of drinking or they're starting to get a little sloppy, nah. Like, I'm out with my kids. My kids aren't out. And then at that point, I may or may not... Um, I may stay a little bit longer but i'm still out when a lot of people are starting to get drunk Mm -hmm. but speaking of kids let's kind of go ahead and move on to uh setting boundaries with your children what you know what does that look like you know what are your same same principles what's a non-negotiable what are your flexibilities um like in our home we don't celebrate halloween that's a non-negotiable for us if you celebrate Halloween, that's perfectly okay. Yeah. That's your that's for you to you know to decide for your family. For our family, we just don't do it. And that's okay. And then all but at the same time, we're not going to let them go trick or treating with their cousins. They're not going to be able to hang out with, you know, we're not, we're not going to let the grandparents buy them anything spooky. Yeah. And not that our parents would anyways because our kids are still little. Mm-hmm. But we just don't celebrate darkness in our house. Yeah. And that that's a firm stance. That's what it boils down to for us. Is that's our yeah. reason, you know. We don't. Or like we don't do scary movies or borderline scary. Like what's that one movie? A uh, Coraline. Yeah, no. It's supposed to be a kids movie, but it's like creepy or like Nightmare uh, Before Christmas, right? Yeah. Like I, I remember watching that I as grew, a kid. I loved that as a kid. But it's like I'm not gonna bring that in front of my kids. Yeah, but do you know what I realized? Those things that I liked as a kid, that were creepy in yeah. a sense, right? I dealt with anxiety as a yep. teenager, you know, and um, we, as Christians, we we put 
such an emphasis on, you know, like not being afraid in a sense. Like we, you know, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Like, yes, that is correct. So why are you opening your home up (laughs) to things that would cause you fear because you lack the rush of it in a sense? Like now everyone's different, but, but I think about those things that I participated in or, you know, that I watched and I, I used to like scary movies. And I, for me, I liked horror movies when I was, like, a teenager because I thought I was cool enough. Like, it was one of those things I was, like, proud. I liked them and I could handle them because I, like, my dad watched them at that time. Not anymore. Mm -hmm. Let me just say that. Not anymore. He doesn't watch them anymore. But at that time, to me, that was the way I felt bonded to my dad, right? Like, hey, we we both like these same movies. Like, I felt kind of cool about it. But then I think back on all the other issues I had. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> from allowing myself to watch and, and to watch those things. So we just, for our home, we stay away from anything that would cause fear for our children. Well, like, I think of, like, um, when I hear people say, oh, well, music doesn't affect me. Okay, so you <laughs> battle, like, we have a generation that battles depression. Uh-huh. What was your favorite song? Oh, bro, you know, I, I bumped a Kid Cudi solo dolo. Or, like, I bumped, you know, Linkin Park, Numb. Literally singing, I've become so numb, I can't feel you there. Well, no dang duh, you were depressed. Like <laughs> You're singing that You're literally, you, that's all you're listening to. Or teardrops on my guitar, you know, back when Taylor Swift was borderline country before she kind of went pop. Like, no wonder you had, like, relationship issues. That's all you listen to. <laughs> like, no duh. But going, so again, going back to boundaries with kids, same kind of rules. You know, um, another thing is set the boundaries before you're in a position to decide them. Yes. You, for an example, bedtime, their diet, what their entertainment, what they're allowed to watch and listen to. Obviously, that changes as they get older. Yes. Um, our daughter today wanted to watch a movie. I kind of did a quick review online, decided she's six. She's not ready to handle this yet. Let's wait yep. until she's 10 or 11. And that's perfectly okay. And if she goes over to anyone's home, hey, look, if you know, she's going over to grandma's like, hey, like, yeah, yeah, she's not allowed to watch this. And two, I think we've gotten to a point now where I would just say, hey, before you watch anything, please text me. Text me. Because yeah. when we left our kids, we went to do something. We went on a date night or something. Mm-hmm. And we had our friends watching the girls. I said, just if it comes to movies, I said, they're, they understand what they can and can't watch. Right. But just text me just to make yeah. sure. And don't let them watch anything new. Yeah, nothing uh, new. I, I say that because... <laughs> Uh, if you're not sure, and we haven't watched, like, that's just for me. If I haven't watched it, and I don't know what's on, mm-hmm. I probably don't want my kids to watch it. Correct. And not without me. Because that way I can filter what they see. Mm-hmm. Or unless what it's, they hear. yeah, and what they hear. Because even if, again, you might allow your kids to watch certain things, we've, like, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. But that's, we've had this conversation before we let our kids stay at someone's house. That way we, when we, they do, like, hey, this is their bedtime. And then you're going to get pushback. Oh, no, that's so early. If they're with me, they get to stay up late. Well, then I'll find another babysitter. Thank you. Yeah. I love you, but thank you. Well, and on the, yeah, and on the movie thing. So we, we've always, I think, done a good job of communicating how important sleep is. Yeah. But on the movie thing, I think the reason why now we're, where we're at is with that is because, like, I remember specifically one um, one time we were with family mm-hmm. and there it was a new Disney movie on. And it was turned on without asking, you know, because it was like, oh, this is a new, you know, yeah, it's, it's a kids Disney, movie. Yeah, it's a it's Disney a kids, kids movie. movie. And we're watching it, and the whole time I'm like, 
I like that was a that was a weird spot for me I think yeah because I didn't know how to say hey I don't like this and I don't want my kids watching it um but so now before anything we always say and and I think some family has learned to ask <laughs> yeah before which that's something that you know will happen but if at all possible try to set these boundaries before you get to a point where that decision needs to be made no for sure and then to um enforce your kids boundaries yes if your kids have a boundary like eliza for an example she doesn't like buttons right i'm going to back her up if if my if my parents if they don't want you know if they're like eliza give me a hug like no and i and i use my parents because they they know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. and they're perfectly understanding about it but like if my dad wanted to hug my uh my daughter is like no popo you have buttons he's like he's cool with it Mm -hmm. you know same thing with sam's dad sam's dad brings another t-shirt yeah he yes he literally will wear a t-shirt here give her a hug and then put on his dress shirt Mm -hmm. and again like and we love man i love our parents because they don't manipulate our daughters your dad and my dad and my mom like and your mom too like they never they have never said oh you're breaking grandpa's heart or oh you're hurting you know yaya's or Gigi's heart like there's none of that it's simply okay baby we love you yeah now you may not have those parents and you may need to tell your parents hey look we don't do this whole you're making me feel bad thing uh, you don't get to tell our kid that they're in control of your emotions like if my if my kid can make you upset because they don't want to hug you you need therapy <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Like, yeah, you need therapy. No, I, like, I, you have I, some issues you need to work out. You have a rejection issue you need to work out in your heart. Yeah. Go, like, go to go see well, a therapist. I got real heavy real fast. <laughs> no, well, it's... No, but you're, you're right. We, I've seen people manipulate kids. Yeah, Especially in the, the Hispanic culture does it all the time. Yeah. No, you go do it now. I don't care what you say. You're not... Well, what happens when you take a four-year-old and five-year-old daughter and you tell them, no, you have to give that, your grandpa a hug. You have to give them physical affection you don't get to say no to them and then they become teenagers they're put in a spot and their whole lives they were never allowed to tell you no or anyone else no guess what mr good looking comes her her way she doesn't know how to say no yep yeah you know she's been dating someone for a year and they want to take it further than she wants to go and she has a hard time saying no and she just you know does it and then next thing you know like there's issues with that yep so allow your kids, empower them to set their boundaries in a healthy, biblical way. Now, I don't let my kids be jerks to my parents. Yeah. They're not going to call them mother, you know, they're going to respect them. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. They're biblical boundaries that we keep for them to honor. Uh, we're not going to let them go Talladega Nights, you know, talking back to Grandpa Chip. <laughs> don't Grandpa Chip's war medals off the bridge. I've never seen Talladega Nights. Oh, man. It's a okay. movie. And but also another rule we have with our kids is we um, we have all girls, which I think maybe if we had boys, I don't know if this would be different or we would think about it quite as much. But like we have a rule, they can't sit in anyone's lap. Yeah. Once they get a certain age. Now Bethany's still, you know, a she's baby. not quite two, and so she gets held a lot like a baby, because um, in some ways she is, you know. But we we don't allow our our daughters to sit in in especially men's lap, women yeah. too. But we're very strict on, hey, we don't sit here. You and know? if Bethany is on someone's lap, as a father, your role is to protect your family. You make sure you keep an eye on everyone's hands as a dad. You watch hands. You make sure they don't slip behind them where you can't see. No, like, I don't care who it is. 
it could be your uncle, it could be a brother, sister, whoever. If my kid's on your lap, I am washing your hands nonstop. Yeah. And I will call you out and say, hey, I, I, like, I love you. I just need to see your hands. Or, hey, like, we don't, we don't put blankets where we can't see our kids, yeah. you know. We don't do that. Now, I won't do it in a very, like, dishonoring way. I usually, I've had these conversations with both of our parents. Before. Before. And I've let them know, like, hey, look, this has nothing to do with you. And I knew you were, like, you, like, let me go ahead and say this. Boundaries is not a place for you to power trip. Yeah. It's a place to bring love, unity, and to cultivate an environment for growth. Mm-hmm. To gracefully grow together, right? Like, we are going to grow. And, and I, you know, telling my dad, like, and this is a conversation I had, like, Pops, like, I know you saw yourself being a grandpa, having three or four girls, you know, little grandbabies on your lap and having a blast. But when our kids are two or three, like, they don't know any better. If they sit on your lap, they're going to go jump on someone else's lap. On a, like we we don't need to have that. Yeah. And my dad is very understanding. I mean, I have sisters. He's very aware of that. So he's like, you know, I respect it. It's like it's it's it, and I know it's an uncomfortable conversation, but have that. Like we tell people when our kids say the night, we're gonna grill them. Yeah. Hey, did someone see you naked? Did and we call body parts what they are. Did someone ask you to touch their penis? Did anyone grab your booty? Did anyone try to touch your vagina? I will ask the questions. And our kids will tell us. There's no secrets. Yeah. But also, too, another thing that we have is our kids have only stayed the night with one friend. Yeah. Like, And we don't... Um, if, they don't share beds. Yeah. If, if that friend that has stayed the night here, they've only had that one friend stay the night over mm-hmm. here, They don't. we don't share beds. Yeah. And, and I think that was their rule. I liked it. Well, no. Well, that's a rule I have. Yeah. But um, regardless, like, that's just a rule because, you know... Anyway, we'll just leave that what it is. Not that that family were worried about anything, but again, we want to well, establish a, early. This is not something that we do. Yeah, and again, this is a cultural boundary because this isn't biblical. Like in other cultures, like uh, they're like in Peru, right? Yeah, we were just talking. We we're about just this. talking about this in Peru. Um, they in the jungle, they all slept in the same bed. All the girls would sleep with each other in the same bed to prevent anything from happening because there's so many eyewitnesses Mm -hmm. if there's five girls in a single bed and you know someone wants to do something that isn't okay you have four other girls right there next to you that you could wake up that they could wake up they can go get someone for help they're able to protect each other so culture versus biblical like again don't don't hear our boundaries and go okay i have to do what they do yeah no this is just what works for us what we have felt that the lord has directed us to do for our family and in our culture yeah um i'll say let me go ahead and say this real quick um i know we're kind of backstepping another boundary i would advise to try to do is get financial freedom in the sense of don't depend on a family member to to pay your bills and what i and i don't mean look I'm not saying don't allow a family member to help you. We have had help before and we get help. Like I have no problem someone helping us. Um, if a family member wants to bless you, that's fine. But don't get into a place to where like, hey, mom, dad, like, can you pay my, like you're, they're paying your mortgage bill for the past two or three years. They're, ba- they're buying your house for you or they're paying your phone bill. Mm-hmm. Is at that point, that relationship shifts to yeah. I owe you something. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, you are paying for something, and I have to just kind of bend to your will. Yeah. Like it makes or it I harder. feel that way. Yeah, not that you have to, but you feel that way. 
it changes the relationship dynamic when you owe someone something. Yeah. And so that's why, like, if we're giving someone, like, I give. I don't lend. Yeah. And usually I'll 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 try to give with dignity. Like, hey, like, oh, you need, like, $1,000? Or if I had $1,000 to give, right? Oh, like, here, just take it. It's yours. But if I know this person's going to feel the need to pay me back, I'll ask them, all right, well, no, that's cool. Um, I got a thousand, but I need some help doing this. Can you help me work and do yeah. this? And then they work for the thousand. And that way, and of course, it's not like I'm not making them work the, like a thousand dollars worth of hours, but it's just the idea of that. Yeah, and I think I think that's biblical, actually. Well, I mean, it's be you know, don't lend and expect interest. Like, just mm-hmm. give. Yeah. And then, so kind of wrapping things up now. The goals of Boundaries, again, will always be to bring unity in a family. It's not a you against them. It's not you and your wife against your parents. That's not what this is about. It's not you and your wife against your brother or sister or cousins or best friends. This is just you guys. Like, And have grace for your family members. Yeah. You're, if, you're just, if you're leaving your parents' house, there's going to be some adjusting. Yes. Your parents have been so used to having you there and also being a part of make, helping you make decisions for your life. Yeah. Man, show them grace and mercy. When you set the boundary, do it with gentleness and kindness. Be firm, but you can be lovingly firm. Yes. Also, there is a difference between separating and forsaking. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, don't when you, when you leave your family, don't sit there and then... Um, don't sit there and say, okay, like, I'm done with you guys. Unless your family is, like, super, super toxic. Uh, I don't even give you an unless. Just don't forsake your family. I understand if you need to step away and, and you might have some harder boundaries due to some issues. But Correct. in a normal setting, mm-hmm. right, not the one-offs, but in a normal setting, um, don't forsake your parents they raised you show again we talked about it in the episode before show them honor love on them and then also separating isn't a bad like you're still connected Mm -hmm. but now it's just this is our family this is how we do things these are our traditions yes this is what we do as a family this is how our this is a rhythm of our family yes and then also um for the last thing we were just going to say to make room Make room and allow yourself to become a part of the family that you did marry into. Um, and realize, like, not pushing them out. But, again, like, it is you and your spouse. You're the the, cent- the central family at this point. But, like Christian was saying, not to forsake them. Not to turn away from them where you have nothing to do with them. Find a way to make room for the adjustment. You know, yeah. for you to be a part of this family. For you to... And, and find a way to, you know, help yourself fit there in a sense, if that makes sense. Like, I know for me, looking back, where we are now and where we were when we first got married, I don't think that I did a great job of of trying to be closer, get to know your family. Part of it was because we lived away, you know, from them. We right. were an hour and a half away, so we weren't able to do weekly dinners with them. But I feel like I... Looking back and then trying now where I'm at, where I am now, I've tried to reach out more via text and check in, you know, with your sisters and try and build that relationship because those things are important. You, you know, they are your family too. And one thing I think you do very well with is realizing that like my parents 
are your parents like, oh, no, and you sure. treat them that way. And, you know, I try to do the same with yours. And, you know, your siblings are my siblings. My siblings are, are yours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I but I think it's good that you, when we went through all that with mom, um, with my mom, and, and when she got sick and all of that, like, you were there as a part of the family, like, she was your mom. Yeah. You know, not obviously there's differences. She didn't raise you your whole life, but from the moment that you decided that you wanted a life with me, you acknowledged that these people were your family too. And yeah. you've always done so well to honor that and to take their feelings into consideration and you know, making sure that we get time with them and there's conversation and like so that that's important. Yeah. To not again, not forsake them and to make room and and find your the way that you fit. Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, even from a biblical stance, like, we're supposed to be united as a generation. We need wisdom from the generation above us. Mm -hmm. And we need to guide the generation below us. And we sharpen the generation that we are part of. And so we need, your children need their grandparents. Yeah. And if they don't have, I'm be, this is going to be hard for some people to hear, but if you don't have grandparents or, like, if your parents just aren't the role models that you want your, your children to have, Go find some. Pray for some. Pray for some older them. people to yeah. just step into your life and just help be that that grandparent figure, mm-hmm. you know, for your children. Because there, I remember just times with my grandpa, like my mom's mom. I didn't know my dad's dad, but my mom's mom, my grandfather, Boncho. Like I just remember like the strong, not like the strong man he is, and like. There's some things where I'm like, okay, I don't really want that in my life. But then there's a lot of things where I'm just like, I aspire to be that way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some there's some really good things that he taught me as a young boy. You know, and same thing with my dad. Obviously, my dad raised me to be a man. But just having that older generation to speak into you. Because when you're in your 30s and 40s, you don't know everything. Nope. Not even in your 50s. Like, I remember a teacher here said, it's not until your 50s that you really hit the sweet spot. You're finally old enough to know something, but you're young enough to do something about it. She was like, in the 40s, you're still a baby. You're still learning. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow. All right. Well, guys, we love you. Um, God bless you. Wash your mugs. I knew he was going to say it. Because I need to wash your mugs, Sam. Oh, that joker's going to get nasty. You know, what it, you know what I'm talking about. Like, forget the milk curdling. You drink your coffee black. You got that black layer of coffee on the bottom and sides of your mug sitting on your desk or in your room or on a bookshelf somewhere all nasty do you drink black coffee do i drink black coffee i will i'm willing to you've seen me do it i can't Ugh, you're weird <laughs> well we love you guys we will see you next time right, love y'all thank you for listening to today's episode Be sure to follow us on Instagram by searching Gracefully Growing Together Podcast and feel free to send us a DM. Our email address is listed there in the bio as well. We look forward to connecting with you. If you have any specific topic you would like to hear regarding marriage and relationships, please let us know. Until then, remember, this journey of marriage is a beautiful one and we are meant to gracefully grow together.